At the beginning of the 20th century, x-ray was the newest, biggest thing, and it was adopted by shoe stores to help make sure their customers got a pair that fit them perfectly. What they didn't know at the time was that you'd get the week's worth of radiation in about a minute. Luckily though, the shoe fitting fluoroscope was banned in most US states by the 1970s. Welcome to three quarters something something plastic focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I'm Duncan. Hey, hey. welcome. Hey Duncan. Welcome Thank Duncan. You. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yes. thank you for having me. Just just right off the bat, give to good people at home or in their cars, air holes, someplace, a short little introduction about like the what what you are. Now, who you are and what you do. <laughs> who am I? I don't really know. Um, Ex- excellent, because this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I need some definition in my life. Um, mm-hmm. What do I do? Um, a little bit of anything I can get my hands on, really. Um, I guess I'm, I'm more known around makery people for techie stuff. Um, I like 3D printing yes. and digital fabrication, CNC stuff. Um and that's just a result of me being a significantly big nerd. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of me. 3D printing nerd with yeah other bits thrown with in. Other I, bits I thrown in, yeah. Recently, I've been getting into like creative coding, which is... Oh, yeah, like programming uh, something that makes shapes for you? Right, is that it? exactly, yeah. So you're creating... Um, images with code and you can add in random elements to that and um so each time you run the piece of code you get something different which is quite interesting oh yeah okay so you're not actually programming for a specific result you just shapes and colors kind of thing yeah to a point so you can uh say you wanted to do uh, an image of a starscape a a night sky Um, you could define roughly what a star looks like um, and, and roughly a sort of distribution and how many stars you want in your image. And then you can add random stuff into it about like where the stars are placed and how big they are mm. and what color they are. And uh, yeah, the result of each run would be completely different and unique. It's, I'm guessing it's not, but is this something that came from like the old, demo scene of programming like various I don't know even how to describe it you had at some point I, I encountered this in a couple of LAN parties where it was a competition in programming sounds and uh, pictures but it's just all 3D made pro- uh, or computer made 3D rendered kind of things where it's just like shapes and blobs that was moving together to the music but it was not actually representing anything concrete if that makes sense Oh, so you're talking about like the the old like Windows Media Player visualizations, yeah. that kind of thing. Yes, yes. yeah, kind of yeah. that. Because at some point there was like a big community I heard about that people were making those kinds of visualizations of sounds and making the sounds as well, sort of all in one program, basically. That okay. was okay. Well, I'm I'm not really of aware me- of the history. I know it's not new. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's there's people doing variations of that. So um, I follow a couple of accounts on Instagram where people have built um, uh, machines that will 
rotate and move in a particular way, but you change a few parameters, move an arm on the machine a little bit, change a pulley, and it generates something completely different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could be related. I don't know. Sorry. I'm <laughs> going tangential, tangential again. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, the anyway. Of it. Yeah, so that's... Red. that's Jan, how about you guys? Like... I mean, or how are you? I guess it's a better question. <laughs> yeah, just like, what, what do I do? Oh, come on, don't yeah, ask nobody, me questions like that. <laughs> How's your week, Jan? My week was absolutely fine. Well, first of all, it hasn't been that long since the last recording because we're doing that just a few days later. You don't need to spoil that. Well, I mean, it's not that the others are going to find out anyway. And uh, other than work, <laughs> there hasn't been much going on. Um, I Today, I did absolutely nothing, and I was really successful with that. Um, well done, you. Well done. Exactly. The last the last few days was, um, it's mostly end of the year is coming up, working in sales. So there's a lot of preparation, end of year visits, end of year meetings. Uh, there's still one major exhibition coming up for us, which is going to be in physical form in uh, mm -hmm. Nuremberg. So preparing for that one also. Yeah, so work's been keeping me occupied and I'm actually glad when I get out of work in the evening and just put up my mm. feet and just do nothing. The weather also helps with the rain and everything. So in the, in the evening, it's really just talking to Steph, cooking together, listening to audiobooks. It's kind of like getting into that counteracting distress the stress and everything going on at work at the moment. Sounds nice. It actually feels really nice. The evenings I managed to do it, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about, I, I bet. How about you guys, Red? I spent the last few days working on different stuff. Uh, first of all, I wanted to finish the workshop. So I finally installed light like proper uh, LED panel on the ceiling. So I have like proper light when I'm working. Uh, one with a remote control so I can change the, the intensity and the color of the light, which is great. So I don't have to um, tinker too much when I'm video editing. Um, also made a desk for my wife. Also transformed nice. two lamps that I uh, brought back from Japan that we are working, um, running on uh, uh, 110. One, 110. So yeah. I had to change everything to make them work here because we are working on 220. Uh, so it was like a fun, quick, small project. Uh, and 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 yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty much it. I had to now install the heater in the living room, destroy the wall, re rebuild the wall. Wait, 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 hold, hold on. <laughs> what did you do to the wall? Did you play Wii Sport? Uh, no, I did nothing actually. Uh, I, I mean, kind of. Uh, in order to install the heater on that wall, I needed a new plug. Uh, I had only one and, and outlet. And you decided to push it through the wall from the back? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. No, I had I had one out power outlet in, in the wall, so I had to... Um, uh, drill a hole in order to have an outlet with the cable of the heater going inside the wall plugged into right. the said out 
outlet. But when I did that, on the other side of the wall, I had an, uh, it's not an outlet. It's like the, the thing to where you plug your phone in. What I, I don't know. Maybe it's called an outlet as well. But it was an yeah. old one. So I tried to just oh. push it off the wall and it was your like a cable made, phone. Yeah, a cable phone thing. Okay. Wait, uh, wait, which century do you live in? It, uh, uh, it now so that's why i'm rebuilding everything <laughs> because when it's been made probably in the 80s they used a different kind of plastic that i mean the one that i found inside the wall is indestructible you can park your car on top of it it will not break that's why the <laughs> the wall is broken uh, or was <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I had to destroy the wall in order to remove that shit from it and install a proper new one like with oh, weak plastic uh, so yeah that's, that's what I've been doing this week uh, as building long as stuff it wasn't part like of the structure like carrying <laughs> no 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 wall. hopefully hopefully it was not the, the, the oh, it was a load bearing yeah, load, load bearing exactly <laughs> no no but that I, I did that I uh, also ordered a new heater a boiler uh, not a heater uh, but the water heater a boiler for yes. like to have hot water in the apartment uh, which is uh, kind of expensive uh, but will be delivered mm. the, the, the most annoying thing is that it will be delivered in two weeks time so ah, shit. yeah uh, so for the past few days and for the next probably 10 days two weeks we are going full medieval like boiling mm. water in the kettle putting that in a bucket inside the bathtub kneeling in the bathtub and doing yeah. whatever we have to do with this kind of hot water uh, to just to stay clean. It, it's kind of fun. I mean, the kid is having fun. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but it's it's like back in the old days, the way our grand-grandparents were doing that before shower was a thing. Get, get uh, one of those five bucks uh, shower uh, bags for camping yeah that, that, that's a good actually good idea yeah or just for for two weeks that might be a good yeah good thing exactly yeah. or just the, the the convenience store uh vinyl bag put hot water in it and just yeah put a yeah, not, no, not boiling water though that no might... not boiling water but hot water mm. with the mm. it's a it's an interesting mix that i have the, the, it's like chemistry uh back in high school like you have to mix hot water with cold water in order to have <laughs> just the right temperature uh, so yeah no it's it's we are we are trying to have fun with the situation because not having hot water in a in a, in a house is, is kind of a pain so yeah, we are doing whatever we can to uh make it go smoothly especially for the kid um so yeah that that was my week what about you raz what did you do uh panic okay what is that no uh just get trying to get things ready for uh market oh. this weekend yeah uh and like yeah always i have way bigger ambitions than realistic things are possible of doing always but that's good uh, but yeah no i and also, I sort of misjudged one thing where I spent, I made like four rows, four of the medium roses and only one extra small one mm-hmm. on Friday. And I didn't sell any of the medium and large roses, but I sold nearly every single one of the tiny roses I had, the small mm-hmm. roses I had. So it's like, maybe I should have made another five small roses and skipped all the medium sized ones. But there you go. But now that's you know. That's, that's how yeah. you learn and how markets work. Yeah. And I mean, uh, the, the stainless steel roses. 
don't really expire. So yeah. I'll they'll sell on the next one in a month. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Sure. I and I remember um something else. You were I, I remember clearly you making fun of us for being old and you like getting over chat like so good. So tell me how <laughs> tell me how that went. <laughs> oh damn it. I hoped you old people will forget. Uh, yeah. No, we like, don't. Yeah. You know, I, uh, uh, that we are like elephants. Uh, the 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 older we grow, the better is our memory. Cheers. No. <laughs> yeah, I was just keeping quiet because there were so many comments floating in my head. But, yeah. uh, but no, uh, like on going to bed on uh, Wednesday, uh, it felt like I had a been a normal day. Like woke up early and fine and all of that, and then it's like, no, you're not going to fall asleep until six. Yeah, that's at night. usually how it goes. Yeah, that was annoying, and then uh, I ended up getting up like at one. And had to run down to the workshop to meet the customer that wanted me to cut the frying pan in half because they wanted to show the cross section at a TV show on Friday. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, apparently that's the thing. Um, and then I, on Thursday evening, I got I fell asleep at four, and then got got up at eight, and then on Friday I fell asleep at two and got up at seven to the market. Sounds like my night, sleeping uh, cycle a few weeks ago. Yeah, but except I'm adjusting by two hours every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night I fell asleep at just about after midnight. And I slept till nine or something. So that was, that was nice. Mm, that's better, yeah. So fingers crossed I actually have stabilized into some kind of the region <laughs> schedule now. Uh, but you, you, uh, you made a mess of it on the way though, right? Uh, you mean getting back from the US? Or? <laughs> what was your sleep schedule? It was taking, what, three, four days? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I got home... On like Tuesday morning, after having not slept at all that night, on the flight, so I, I fell asleep here at like three, no, at like eleven o'clock, slept till one or something, and then I went to bed as normal on Tuesday at eleven o'clock in the evening, again, and slept all through the night, and then I woke up feeling perfect on Friday, except my head was like, no, you are still <laughs> six hours behind, <laughs> fuck off. So yeah, um, that was fun. Your, your head isn't the issue. I wonder what your stomach did. It just wanted more food. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect? Oh, yeah. Apparently the secret to getting over jet lag is sorting your meals out. But yeah, I've, I've I mean, not been anywhere fancy enough to try it yet. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I still keep the same eating schedule. Just having one yeah. solid breakfast, snacking, snacking while working and then All having the a time. Solid- Dinner. Yeah, six Anytime, times all the a time. week. Six times a day. Like <laughs> every, every three hours. <laughs> like cats. Yeah. No, I, I just remember having chat legs and just waking up at like in the middle of the night and just craving a steak. Or like oh. in the evening, like not feeling like having dinner, but just having like a boiled egg or like something, I don't know. Like nope. a breakfast sandwich, pancakes, <laughs> stuff like that. This, this is completely new to me. I, 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 I don't have. I mean, I always want food, and I have the habit of eating like, like just sandwiches or something for breakfast, and like a proper hot meal for dinner. But that's it. I don't have any craving for something specific at a certain type of day. It's just like no, I want food. See, that's okay. crazy to me. So, uh, so you wake up in the morning and you want you want a sandwich. That that's what you usually eat in the morning. So you have to yeah. prepare your sandwich, right? 
Ja. Okay, Jan, what do you eat uh, for breakfast? That is something I'm going to answer after I know how Duncan's week went. We know what he's doing, but it's a quick, it's a quick off off road conversation. But uh, break, uh, break, breakfast sandwich usually. Sandwich as it, well. It, it kind of switches. I'm not mount to everything. I ate breakfast pretty late, around nine, like at work. I just grab one of the sandwiches out of the cantina. Okay. Then If I get hungry, sometimes I only start eating at lunch. Okay. It really depends on how much work I have. Coffee, like I need my coffee in the morning. So That's you wake like up, you, you drink coffee and then you no, go No, I wake up, I get ready, I drive to work, um, I start answering emails. And when I do my first break and I've done that, I get my first coffee, which so is usually like at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Hmm. Then Ken, what about you? Uh, it depends where I am. If I'm home, I'll either like skip it Or okay. I might have a piece of fruit. Okay. Because I'm um, still breakfast. half asleep and <laughs> I can't be bothered to make anything. And I'll have a, I'll always have a coffee. Um, if I'm away working, which is quite okay. a lot recently, then of course it's hotel, full English breakfast, cooked everything, oh, yogurt, I agree with juice, that. Yeah. coffee. You're so spoiled. The whole lot. Yeah, yeah the full works. Okay. But the difference is, like, if I'm sat at home working from home, then I'm sat at a desk. But yeah, if but, I'm... but you're skipping breakfast, and that's something I don't understand. People, uh, I don't understand how people can actually work or start their day without uh, taking breakfast, like you yeah. skipping it or Jan waiting to, to be at work to just have something, or just taking... 20 minutes. What's time management? 10 minutes or, or, or 30 minutes to prepare a sandwich yeah. to have breakfast. I mean, I have to have my bref breakfast as soon as I wake up. Otherwise, my I'm, I, I, I'm the day can't start. So no. no, 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 no issues with that. But I'm the same as Duncan. Like um, in the morning, I don't see a reason for like staying at home later than I have to instead oh, of like, sure. going to yeah. work and start. So I'd rather get a, like a head start with it and then get my coffee there and then mm -hmm. later on a quick bite to eat but when i'm out at the customers and i'm at the hotel and my appointment is like not at seven o'clock in the morning usually it starts at like eight or nine um i yeah i'm, I'm in the breakfast like i get the breakfast in in the hotel and i enjoy that actually breakfast being prepared for me or having like a huge selection of yeah, food because i actually love breakfast kids yeah <laughs> so duncan how was your week you you said it and i also know that you've been away Uh, a lot recently to work on site. Uh, yeah. Home. Yeah, much like, uh, yeah, and you travel quite a lot too, right? So, yeah. I've been away pretty much Monday to Friday for the last three or four weeks. Wow. Which is not, not fun, but it's part no, of I mean, the job. Is it worth mentioning what you do for a day job or is that secret? I can try. I yeah. can try. So, um, I am an instrumentation engineer and I go and look after gas analysis equipment. So a lot of it is used for um, measuring emissions from like power mm -hmm. stations and waste incinerators and things like that. And I go around servicing, repairing, auditing um, various industrial sites, mostly in the UK. Um, but every once in a while, you 
do end up abroad. Yeah, obviously not for the last few years because that all kind yeah, of yeah. came to a stop. But yeah, I've been to Sweden and Finland and Lithuania. And yeah, it's, it's good you never came here. Sorry? It's good you never came to Norway. That's Yet. fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that sounds like a threat. We now. have we have customers in Norway. We have customers oh, in Norway. Did, didn't Come didn't he just me. say he went to Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I do, and um, yeah, involves a lot of travel, and that's mostly what I've been doing. Um, it kind of sucks because you either have to try and squeeze an entire life into two days a week or yeah. you take the time that you really need at the weekends to just decompress and yeah. chill I've managed to do that this weekend I've not done very much at all yeah. which is uh, quite the, hard but yeah. I did it <laughs> the hard time is really not the working being away it's the like the off time you have when you're away yeah so I, you, I get, you get back feeling. to the hotel and you go, well, now what? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't really do anything. And especially oh, so in, in the winter as the weather gets worse, you, it's, it's not much fun to go out for a walk or... I'm kind of curious, sort of how does it work in the UK? Like, are you paid extra for being away from home for a full week, despite having time off in the evening and all of that? I'm not, no. Some, oh. some jobs will. Depends on the employer, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. It's not like a common standard or anything. No, no. But when I'm away, I will I will work as much overtime as I can tolerate. Yeah. Because it means I, mean, I because... can get home earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I'm just gonna spend an evening bored, I might as well spend some of the evening doing more work so I could get home a day earlier. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And you can still travel with your computer and spend your evening modeling stuff. Yes. Have time and I do energy. occasionally. If yeah, I've I got know. enough brain power left. Because <laughs> I, 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 we were chatting the other day about, about an old toy of mine because Caro has the, like, the, the modern DIY version when she's doing plaster and molding and stuff. And, and uh-huh. it reminded me an old toy that I had, it was made of plastic and it's just like a gear spinning in one direction uh, and there is another gear. And so it, it uh, yeah. moves around mm-hmm. to have the plaster inside the mold. It's really uh, cool. Go everywhere. And like, I j- just, just shown a picture of it. And like 30 minutes later, Duncan was on the computer on Twitch, uh, finishing the modelization of the old thing. Oh. And I was like, damn. The guy is good because <laughs> just from from a very old picture, it was like 1980 when this or uh, 84, probably something like that. Maca uh, machine, so it, right? Yeah, yeah, Maco Moulage machine, and it was a very old picture of this old toy. And from the picture, he was able to just recreate the thing uh, in order to have it 3D printed, and and I was like. Wow! See, it's, it's yeah, that, that's, really that's sorcery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's good fun. I reckon we can do that. Though. I reckon we can get that printable, and we'll. we'll yeah, I, be, I bet you. Yeah. Will, you will. You will. <laughs> we'll get that. I, I was I, very I'm, impressed. I'm away next week, so if I get some time in the evenings, I'll, I'll keep working nice. on it. <laughs> oh, cool! Very cool. Nice. Did you have a topic thing? I c- kind of, kind of have a topic. Yeah, it's all about perspective. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do tell. 
Well, oh, where to start? It that can be seen in such a wide variety. I think one of the most, I think a lot of the one from the maker scene from the YouTube scene might remember a couple of years ago where it got like kind of almost a trend where everybody showed their fails on yeah. YouTube, their failed projects, and like yeah, what went that. wrong with it. Yep. I think almost everyone did, but and, and I thought, and this is not like to do to hate on that. I think it's a really good idea to show the mistakes you make. The fun thing is a lot of the people I watched and I saw the project from my perspective, it was never a fail. Like that project for me was absolutely fine. But if you have somebody who's not used to woodworking, show something and said, this is a fail. Mm. I would have never seen, or let's put it that way. If it would have put the camera in a different angle, I would have never recognized, like never even seen the issue with the piece. And even while seeing it, I still didn't, th like it was still better than everything I could make and I would be completely fine with it. Just because there's like one radius is just a little bit like off than the other three, especially on camera. If you just show that one corner or just you show the three other ones or afterwards mm -hmm. with not all the corners in one picture, nobody will ever know. Uh, okay, so are you talking like, about the difference between showing actual fails and just things that didn't turn out perfect? No, it's um, more like uh, that person could have taken the or made the video um, showing a completely normal project without anyone ever knowing he decided to make a fail video out of it. And it's all about what he decided to show on camera and oh, also yeah, how, how he framed the whole shot. You can make yeah. something out of it and say, this is a great project and there's a little mistake on it. Or you can make one where it's like, oh, I completely failed because I messed this one up. And it can be the mm. exact same project and just two different viewpoints on the matter also. Gotcha. But I, I mean, sort of when, when you have that, I, I guess maybe I'm making things up, but I felt like some of the people who did like that jumped on that bandwagon of like, oh, I'm showing off my mistake because everyone is doing it at the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe some of them were like, oh, I mean, I didn't make this perfectly. Here's like the tiny little splinter that came out that no one will see unless I'm hyper zo zooming in on it. I was like, that seems a weird thing to highlight. That That's what I meant. It's like some of the videos I watched, I was like, this is not a mistake. Like, this is nothing that to, to like worry about. Like, why, yeah. why would you call that video title that you like, failed a project yeah and this is I mean, just that, one of the examples unless you are trying to screen print t-shirts and stuff and can't get one done and and yeah in that yeah, case it's a real fail and you make a video out of it and people say oh yeah you are trendy now exactly like miserably it's clickbait though isn't it it's yeah oh i and failed this is, in this tiny way and then fixed it and made it perfect anyway Exactly. That, that is what the whole thing, like where I started thinking more about it and how I, well, a lot of us beforehand did the ex exact opposite when doing videos, because I have a couple of projects where it's like one of the, I don't know, I, I sought some uh, wooden cubicles for like my, my hearts that I tainted like them. Mm. And what basically happened there was, is that the color dissipated pretty fast. So I had to redo it a couple of times and I decided to not show that in the video to not discourage people. Mm -hmm. yeah so i kind of did the opposite thing it's like always what you decide but you're gonna show the other ones and also but like you develop kind of an eye for it if other people do it and it doesn't matter which way you kind of start asking it i think another good thing would be stuff you hear on the news 
like whenever you have um, opposite views on a topic, you have one event that happened or you have one topic that happened and then you have, depending on who you ask, they have a different viewpoint on that. And I think this is the same visual. This is the same with spoken word. Um, there's always like, we could say the two sides to the coin, but mm -hmm. it's not just how people tell it. It's also how we, uh, how do you say it? How we see it, how we take interpret it in, it, interpret maybe? it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, I mean, that, that's, I guess that's been something that's going on for a long while. Oh yeah. Well. No, this, this has been around for forever, but, um, it's, I don't know, maybe it took me just a long time to like really realize it. It's it's much easier in a, listening to the news, especially when I used to live in the US, just from a polit political, because you got Democrat stations and Republican stations, just as an example. Mm -hmm. So you always do have absolutely two different sides of the coin to one story, but like almost every single story they tell. Uh, so you kind of like, you know, but I've never experienced that before, like on YouTube with the videos, but then you start thinking about it and then you go like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I don't know, like, what are you experienced? Did, did you guys ever see anything like that or like really recognize it where it just like goes straight in your face? I feel like we've had one thing going on in Norway fairly recently where, and I might be misremembering and getting things wrong, but it felt like, or it's some of those political debate things where, uh, to, because of the high energy costs in Norway, mm -hmm. they have been also then started to tax the energy companies a lot more because they used to be uh, mostly state owned, but then we privatized a few years back. And then, of course, the market went to shit and prices are skyrocketing. So the government is going back, going back and saying, you fucked up, we need to tax you more to keep this in check. And the company's then going immediately going, oh, we're canceling future projects. Mm -hmm. Instead of realizing that, no, like the problem is we're, you're not you're not taking your money away. We are taking the money you're taking from the customers back to the customers. <laughs> and, and I guess that's maybe one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, if that, that, makes that sense. can be spun in different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess that's been like... Um, a lot of when you have new legislation coming in saying like, oh, we need to like make this kind of thing illegal and people go like, oh, that will make people die. And the other one is going to be like, no, that will save lives. And it's like, how can you interpret both of those completely opposite things from the same kind of law? And it's like, yeah. it depends on how you want to look at it or yeah, how you the, want the, to spin the yarn of it. Exactly. The, 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 the truth is kind of... probably is that it'll do a bit of both, right? Yeah. And, yeah. In, and whoever's reporting on that is reporting their perspective or the way that they want to present it. Mm -hmm. Here, here's actually something I just remembered. Uh, a few years back uh, on our national broadcasting, there was a TV show all about that, just analyzing topics and giving very sort of succinctly both sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years back, they actually did the whole cancer treatment thing, especially when it comes to breast cancer in Norway. Currently, all women, I think, above 55 gets invited or put up an appointment to have a, a mammography every other year up until they are 60-something. Six mm -hmm. uh, no, maybe it's from 45 and upwards. Anyway, uh, every other year they got, got in for these screenings. And after a while, the research started to show that we are discovering more and more patients with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. But the same amount of people are dying. But the weird thing is that 
we on uh, this this is weird to describe in english suddenly hold on um i don't recall the specific numbers in broad strokes but like they realized that by doing these biannual screenings they save three people extra a year but they diagnose like seven or nine new people that otherwise wouldn't have gotten the diagnosis Okay. And there's a certain number of people who have developed such a rapid form of breast cancer that they get diagnosed and die in between the two, uh, between the two, in the two year gap between two screenings. But they realized after a while that there's a good chance that most of those people who went undiagnosed because the, uh, that would have gone undiagnosed because of if they weren't going to the screenings, that they are suffering worse health effect for going through chemotherapy than what they would have if they had been living with the tumor in their body because it's either uh, like it's either stopped growing it is so slow growing that it would never actually be able to do any harm before they die of natural causes and so on so the question actually arose like mm-hmm. is actually the health screening having a net negative effect on population health and by the numbers it looks like yes because Seven people are saved, but there's like seven or three people are saved, but seven people are being diagnosed yeah, maybe th- wrongfully. That, that's like that's like the sayings like never trust a statistic that that you haven't uh, forged yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there's like there's that lies, damned lies, and statistics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and by all means, I love statistics because mm-hmm. it's really fascinating because of that duality to it. That, you can twist it so many different ways, which makes it so hard to interpret. That, that is. That is true, it's especially like with, with stuff like that, where you have the different viewpoints and especially like political, that's where it's on a day-to-day basis. I'm even easier, not not satisfied, but what kind of, um, uh, what, what I really like or what kind of um, I think is not funny, but really interesting is, um, you know, those pictures where you have like the front of a building. And when you would zoom mm. around, like it looks like an absolutely nice facade in the front, and then you would zoom around, or this camera zooms out and to left to right to it, it's just ruins. It's just that one yeah. house that's still standing. That's kind of the stuff mm-hmm. where I love, where like especially with because I love photo- photography, where they play with perspective, or you shoot the facade of a house and it looks fine, and then w- when you zoom in the back, it's actually just the front facade that's still standing, and the rest of the house in the back is torn down. Yeah, that's that's cool. And that's I've seen, I've seen, I've I've used to follow like one or two artists. It's been years though. I don't, I don't remember the name of the artist. Unfortunately, I think that was still when I was. Oh god, this must be longer than ten years ago when I was still on Facebook. But they they, they would only post pictures like that. You would see like a certain image of something, and then either the camera would zoom out or in a different perspective and you would see like the mayhem around it or something chaotic, and then you see it's oh it's part of a movie set. Like you see actually a mm. war zone, you think, oh my God, somebody made a war picture. And then it zooms out and you see the cameras and the lights and the people standing there laughing and just that contrast, that completely yeah. fucked up contrast with the people there. So this is the stuff like I kind of enjoy when I see something like that, just from an artistic standpoint. Have you, have any of you guys ever been to the pyramids? No, I have not. No, Egypt? I haven't actually. So all, no. the, all the pictures of the pyramids you see are looking out onto this desert landscape oh yeah uh, yeah right pyramids and the sphinx is there too and it all looks really spectacular and quite magical and amazing but the truth is if you took that camera and turned it 180 degrees you'd see mcdonald's 
Yeah. Because it's and right, it, it, the, the city yeah. of Cairo is right up to the edge of the pyramids and you just don't see that mm. because the, the, it's made to look so different just yes, by the camera angle. That's exactly ne- what I love. You, you'll yeah. never see, the, you know, all the... The, the city streets covered in rubbish and you know it, it's just mm. a city and um yeah so that, that's a good perspective one and of course you, you they'll never tell you about all the people that harass you so yeah. much for taking pictures and selling little bits of crap for hundreds of dollars and yeah yeah it's it, my experience of egypt was not pleasant <laughs> <laughs> i i have like uh, i feel like um, at least in the scouting community, just the whole concept of the person Bear grills is like just a lesson in perspective in itself, I feel like. Because there's so many of the things he did. And it, that, this is actually really fun to look up, like Bear grills debunked or something like it on Hawaii, where he's like, he's doing this big thing of like navigating an old lava field on one of the uh, islands of Hawaii. And there, some guy is just retracing his steps like couple of weeks or something after the episode aired and it's like so this is like the super dangerous scary part and he pans around and there's the highway yeah <laughs> so it's like he's in the wilderness and it's like nope <laughs> yeah also you, see, you this is something even back then and it's great it's kind of the hollywood thing what you don't realize at the beginning but he he doesn't film himself with a the camera there's oh, a yeah. film oh, he crew. Got a full crew. so he's yeah. down doing all that weird shit it's like this is what i'm gonna do to survive and i'm like yeah it's just like i don't know ducking out eating some bucks and i just imagine the guy just open up a beefy roll and just like biting in it and eating it while watching him <laughs> going through it just like yeah uh-huh. i would love to meet the producer who is like making sure that beer grills is actually drinking his own pee <laughs> well, he's still got his Kool-Aid or whatever off, off screen. I was like, sucks to be you, bud. <laughs> exactly that. Is, is that, uh, is that a thing about the way they present it? Or is that a thing about the way you choose to see it though? Because you, Ooh. I mean, just thinking about it for a couple of minutes, like you have, there's a camera crew following them. Hmm. I mean that that's that's kind of obvious when you just stop and think for a, a few seconds, but you're watching yeah, it as if that there's not, and it's just this guy out in the wild. If I, I think if you're watching a lot of movies but are not used to the concept and how movies are shot or serious, I think you can be easily tricked and not think about it, like not think about the fact that there must be somebody filming him. Yeah, that's true. Especially when he like takes the time, really talks to the camera, and he even fakes like the looking into the GoPro or whatever to talk to him, because that's like the most of the time. So that makes it realistic. But then in the next scene, you see him like running somewhere, uh, somewhere, and you know there must be somebody running next to him, filming him. You never see other people in the crew, though. They 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 usually are very good at like keeping up the facade of. It only being Bear Grylls by himself out there. Yeah, exactly. And they're not lying. I mean, they're not staying there and it's like he's all by himself. Like, it's never mentioned. But it's just the, the picture. They It's their kind of perspective that they're trying to convey. This is like their part of it. So, it, it's, so it's more entertaining because you, you don't immediately think that there's a film crew there. Right? Yeah. So does well, that uh, mean if you've got a failed project... It's more entertaining, entertaining if you don't show the failure. 
Or it's even more entertainment if you show the failure of it and you focus on it. This depends on what kind of story you want to tell. True. True. And it also is it's the whole thing of like, oh, you can pretend to be the perfect one, or you can be the one who is battling adversity and challenges and overcoming them all the way through the project. Yeah. I mean they could I mean what would they determine could, what you show though? How would you choose what to show? If you if you Well like, you could do it two ways. If you look at the back real thing, you can do the back real where it looks like he's all by himself, or they can take it a completely different way where they like pan around once in a while and show the film crew whenever he does crazy shit and you see the other people with like normal drink bottles there, basically <laughs> just like smirking or smiling or seeing like wading through a water while the other ones are in a boat next to him, just like drinking some out of an ice cooler, drinking some water, just watching him paddle. That that would also be that could be a completely different serious but not the story they're trying to convey so it's yeah that would be good good as outtakes yeah be good as outtakes there's a few people on youtube that do do outtakes at the end of their videos i really like them um Mm -hmm. first one that comes to mind is a guy called uh marius hornberger i think i think i've remembered his name right anyway um yeah he's got a tiny little basement workshop but does amazing things in it and um he always does outtakes and if he um has a particularly spectacular failure then that will be part of the video but like the silly little mistakes that are made during recording he always puts them out as outtakes at the end and i quite i quite like that yeah 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 i mean i i do like the kind of outtakes things but i'm sort of well it depends on the story you actually want to tell like if you're doing purely instructional things then having you fail because you're just being stupid is not good part of it but showing a failure to teach a lesson could be that could be good and if you're showing outtakes of you just speaking badly in an instructional video that's like yeah you're showing your humanity but it might not be telling the story you want to yeah right okay yeah does, does so, that make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It does <clears throat> absolutely and i agree with that but yeah no um i mean f- f- at least for, for my sake it's I just feel like there's so many other people on YouTube who is winging it and doing things for the first time. And I think thinking more mostly in like the projects and maker community, of course, uh, that I feel like it's better to show a project I have done before and are recreating so that I can actually show how it can be done when you know what you're doing or know more about what you're doing. But it's also maybe a bit of my anxiety of like, I have no idea how to even film this thing because I haven't done it yet. I struggle to visualize the whole filming process and where to put a camera and get all the good angles, Mm -hmm. which I guess is also just a bit of not being well practiced in actually filming things. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know Mm -hmm. if you have difference of opinion in all of that. Uh, It's like you said before, it depends on if you want to be instructional on it or if you want no, to be just, just, just for you personally like how you make the videos 50 50 yeah sometimes i feel like i want to try something and i just keep the camera on it and like i told you before like a lot of the stuff i make and a lot of stuff i film never is going to see the daylight like i erased a lot of the footage because i didn't think it was a project but at the time or i, I still liked the project but i didn't like what i was filming at the time so um i'm I would say more often than not, I'm just winging it and I'm just putting my camera, like filming it with my camera. But it's, like I said, it's not not the perspective, not the kind of view I want to portray in the video. Like me failing through the whole video, trying to get something to work and just to figure out or think 
take the time to think afterwards and say, oh, I could have done that so much easier. Mm. And if I really feel like it, I'm going to reshoot the video, the bottle stopper I made. I made two bottle stoppers before that, the third one I actually filmed, because the first one, two one, they both worked out. They both turned out, I think, fairly well for what I did and what I tried. But the way I made them was either so unsafe that I know I'm going to get so much shit for it if I mm. show that. <laughs> there was some stupid, stupid stuff I did. <laughs> and I'm not talking about not working for face masks. That's I'm talking good. About That's like, oh, I could have easily killed myself with that or seriously injured myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like trying to get with, I don't know, like a screwdriver and a drill to um, use as a lathe is not not a smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> even, even, even if you sharpen the screwdriver on a, on a wheel beforehand, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but that's I mean, fun that's, for that's people, other people to watch. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not the kind of videos I want to like, show or portray. So right. stupidgermanmakers.com. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meeting Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That that that's a whole thing, the Darwin Awards. Mm-hmm. I mean not not the perspective. I just think find that to be stupid and horrendous and h- hilarious at the same time. It is brilliant. And it's uh, I like that it's one of like it's Darwin Awards is probably really early in my experience of the internet. We're talking probably, well, what, 25 years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, and it's been I around like a while. It's still mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Did it, how did it start out on the internet? Was it more like, here's a news clipping us about something stupid, someone's, something stupid someone did and died of it? Or was it more like photo video content already done? I don't think it was video. Was it? No, no I, I mean, I, I, this... It was more dist- like I heard of the stories because I do not enjoy watching those um, comical videos where people hurt themselves. This, this, that gives me no pleasure. I love yeah, to read about stupid stuff people do. And yeah. if so, like how some people like that, it's not funny that they died, but like some of the ideas people get and when they're doing something, you're going just like, nah, that can't be written. Nah, that didn't happen. I mean, it's the kind of, there was someone famously who, died trying to take a selfie or something and there was just like being absolutely reckless it's really sad but you kind of asked for it when you climb something that's it's clearly unsafe or walk outside of like barriers to try to get a better picture i was like and then you fell down on a cliff that might be the reason why the barrier was up did you hear about what happened to the guy who um invented the segway yeah the original segway like the yeah like he died in a segway accident yeah he he his Segway went off a cliff with him on it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, the, Which that is, is just... It's awful, really, but you can't... I yeah. can see... I'm sorry. Sorry, that picture just got in my head, just like one of those high Scottish cliffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. it, it's the irony of it, like... Yeah. It's, I guess that should tell oh, people like how dangerous they can be when the inventor himself yeah. died because Spin of one. that and put it in your story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or you could say like he lived for his craft. Yeah. Or lived and died by his craft or something. I don't know. Never mind. Oh, we actually have Segway tours that go like right in front of my door because it's going up to the castle, the old medieval part, and they do the Segway tour mm. up there. And there's that one... It's cobblestone. 
And I know exactly there's one area of the cobblestone where people usually just go over it like a little bump. And some of them always get panic and just like turn around it and they just drive right into the wall. And you can actually see already <laughs> little marks in the wall where like 30 or 40 of the Segway drivers hit the exact same spot because they go over the same cobblestone, do the same motion, drive the same Yum. piece. I was, Yum. it's illegal to film public spaces. <laughs> but I, we both know you should be yes <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean what you can do is you can put a, one of your plants in the foreground and it was one of those like trail cams to film the plant growing and it just happens to be that people are driving by on yeah, segways exactly. and hurting themselves on that corner <laughs> yeah. oh. I would watch it I'm just telling you I'll, I would watch that because I found segways to be one of the most stupid inventions <laughs> humans being has ever come up with yeah and it didn't even take the what was it called the the mall cop no um i'm trying to translate the german name the guy being the the police to say security guard in the mall driving around with the yeah a mall cop yeah was it mall, mall cop? cop okay yeah i directly yeah, translated the german one so yeah. german title good job good job but red do you have any example of what the perspective uh on things um well you've said a lot since since the beginning of the conversation and, and, and yeah sorry i've been uh, today i'm rambling no no no, no. I, I, the, the the three of you and and i was pretty quiet because it was very interesting to have uh, different points of view um I, speaking speaking of um youtube or uh media in news on tv uh i think it's all um, depending on the agenda of the people making the video or making the news, because they, there's always something hidden behind what you want to show to people. Uh, obviously we, we talked about, uh, how trendy it was a few years ago to, to show the fails, even though it, it's not really a fail because the project is still going solid at the end and there is one or two details that could have been done better but but in the end it was all okay it's not a fail but it's it's being smart about what you're doing on youtube to get views because you are you are trendy at the moment because you are doing what people want to see um i i i did it once because i it was a complete failure i mean the project i was unable after two days working on something i was unable to make the the screen printed t-shirt that i wanted to make and 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 couldn't make it work so i was just being honest at the end saying that i tried uh i thought the idea was good but it was not working um my intention was not to get trendy or 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 anything or get more views it was just being honest with the people mm. watching my videos and, and my subscribers and my viewers um but um as you said when you are watching the news depending on the channel that you are watching uh there's always an idea behind so i'm i'm very used to the idea of what people show is actually what they want you to see Exactly like in a movie or a TV show or series or whatever, there is, there is a director. The guy is choosing the frame, what's, what's inside the frame of the, the final piece that you will see on your screen. Uh, and everything is a conscience, uh, uh it's, it's chosen by him to be on screen. There is nothing on screen by accident. Uh, there's a few exceptions. You can see, 
a plane in Pirate of the Caribbean. So it's, it, it has nothing to do there. Obviously, or a guy wearing a cowboy hat in the background uh, because it's the member of the technical crew. So obviously, it's a mistake. But usually what you show um, in your final product, in your YouTube video, in your uh, TV news uh, program, uh, in, in a series or in a movie, it has been decided, it's been chosen to be there, to be shown, because you, the idea behind whatever you are producing is to sell more, sell an idea, sell a product, sell pleasure when it comes to, uh, or emotions when it comes to uh, mm. movies or cinema and so on and so on. What it made me think of uh, listening to you guys was the, the cave of, of Plateau, actually. The, the, if you don't know what it is, just Google it up. But um, it's worth it. Um, you, you just picture yourself uh, in a cave and outside of the cave, it's the night, there's a fire and people around the fire. You will only see inside uh. the cave the shadows of the people being around that fire, okay? So they can be uh, enjoying themselves. They can be dancing. They can be uh, chatting. They can be uh, cooking something. But you only seeing the shadows of these people on the wall of the cave, you can just imagine whatever you can imagine just judging the action by the shadows mm-hmm. that they are projecting on, on the wall of that cave, right? So in, in the story, I think they are feasting and the guy are thinking that they are uh, torturing someone or killing someone. So he's ah. like getting afraid or something. Yeah, I think it's the exact same thing. You can uh, induce... Uh, ideas into the brain of your viewer by showing exactly want, what you want to show or saying what you want to say or or not saying what you want not to say. Um, I, I was talking about that the other day with someone um, about um, social medias and how dangerous it can be for young people because let's say you are 12 13 years old uh, young person and you are all the time on Instagram or TikTok and you see that life of the influencer. They are young, they are they are uh, rich, they are all living in Dubai and, and that's the perfect life. At least that's what they want to show you. Uh, but all the struggle, as you said, when the guy in the wild, uh, all the technical crew, everything, the preparation that they have to do, uh, all the work behind the 10 seconds that, that they are showing on the social, uh, nobody sees it. Nobody wants to imagine it because that's that's not selling anything. Uh, what you want to show is the final project, these 10 seconds on TikTok, these 10 minutes, 10 minutes on YouTube. And for every project, for every video, 10 minute video of a project, you have maybe two, three days, four days, one week, one month of work that nobody wants to see because that's too boring. And from my point of view, showing mistakes is not worth it if it's not educational. If, if it's not, oh, just be careful. If you don't do that this way, you will fail and end up with this. So just be careful. If it's just showing mistakes just to be trendy or, or be funny, it can be worth it if, if the purpose of the video is just entertainment. If it's, I'm going to show you how to make something specific, 
showing mistakes is 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 not worth it because that's not what people want oh, to see. They will have mistake. They know when they will try themselves, they will make mistake. What they want to sh- to see is the right Except, way. Well, and it's of absolutely doing okay it, to I like think. show a short like show something they did wrong in like a short manner and say it's like be warned if you do this that you don't make this mistake or like this yeah. is the first mistake I make with this mm-hmm. one and then continue on with the story but um it's and not make but not make the video about yeah. the mistakes yeah exactly like just 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 be careful because you can you can usually you can easily do that and that would be a mistake and hard to repair or to fix so you should rather do it that way and and then you keep going with your project and the video but if it's just showing errors failure and and mistakes i mean what's what's the good in that uh you you, you said yan you don't take pleasure into uh videos that show people failing oh, or fa- fa- failing can or be like they, they can be fun and ways I, I, and like people failing with something they're trying to do comical i just don't don't take any uh pleasure in seeing people getting hurt and I mean, ooh, seriously, ooh, getting I hurt. Have, I, have, I mean, I have if, one if thing, I no. see Electro Boom electrocuting himself, I mean, this is part of the show. He knows the danger of it. Like, he's a freaking yeah. engineer. Like, this is calculated. This is a good laugh. Yeah, but that's exactly what my point. That's entertainment. You're watching the guy because you want him oh, to get but shocked he, at some point. But he's like this old Tony. Like, he does it in a funny way, but he drops a ton of knowledge. Like this is you learn. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure it's it's like all mixed up. Smartly. He's one of the he's one of the only like one of the few people on YouTube that managed to do the comical stuff. He used this as a relief, like a comic relief of the heavy amount of uh, information yeah. he um, translates in his videos. So I think this is a, like he found a great balance of doing that. No, what I mean is like, I don't have any fun, like seeing a compilation video of people like falling from scooter spikes, hurting themselves in different ways, getting rolled over from mm-hmm. a car stuff like that. This is not, yeah. Almost. I, I really, really enjoy surprising acts <laughs> of physics where people are just absolutely underestimating okay. the laws of nature. Like someone who is overweight yeah. trying to jump off of a lawn chair into a pool and get surprised by the lawn chair breaking when they kick off. I mean, like, yeah, they hurt themselves a little bit, but they don't get severely injured. Usually. Uh, most of the time it's pride that's injured and, and not them physically. Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree with you on the sense that if it's just people who just have an accident and it's like, oh, look at this person who is now in pain. That's not funny. But when you clearly see like yeah. the setup happening, it's like you have no fucking idea how physics work and you're still going to do it. And it just it goes spectacularly badly. That's hilarious. That's the first, um, um, I don't, I don't know what, what the English word would be, but that's the first law of, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. <laughs> you do whatever you want with it. It's the first law of, uh, the l- laugh mechanic. In, in, in the, mm-hmm. um, in humanity, the first thing that makes other people laugh is when something goes wrong. Yeah. That when the balance is, is broken, like someone sleep on a banana peel and falls. That's, that's was the yeah. basis of, uh, comic movies mm-hmm. or videos at the very beginning of the, uh, history of cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and seeing, uh, so, uh, my point being, um, 
mostly in a movie, but when I see a grandmother, a very old grandmother, 90 years old, uh, walking down the street, sleeping and falling, it will make me laugh because the action is funny because the it's something that is broken. It shouldn't happen. So the, the balance of the continuity of action is broken. Dealing with the consequences of that fall, seeing um, this lady being um, hurting, like be, uh, having uh, bones uh, broken and maybe, uh, at least in your imagi- imagination, die from that. That's absolutely not funny. People want to see the action but don't want to deal with the consequences. So most of the time, I think it's the case when you are when when you are watching something, you would you just want to enjoy what's shown to you, and you can easily um, discard what's behind, like the production crew, the idea that they are trying to sell you, the the the, the benefit that they would uh, gain from you watching the thing or, or or whatever. That's why I and I'm going to be very very short on that. Um, being, being, uh, a scholar, being, uh, um, teacher, I've, I've, I've been taught to sing by myself and to always try to search the counter, uh, what's the word again? Um, the ob- counter narrative, the counter narrative. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just you. making things uh, up. The other side of the coin. Just <laughs> check both. No, no, but that, that's, that was, that I was, I was looking for. Like if you have been told some A, search for B just to see if it exists because it, it, it's like really the case that there is mm. only one one side of the coin, one story, one one way of presenting uh, facts. So you should just check. And when you are not able to check because you are uh, in that cave uh, and you are tied up and you can't move and you can only see the shadows, just try to be smart about that and, and, and not let your imagination work too much for you. Well, I've, I've, I bet we've all been scared because of random noises at night yeah. in our own houses. Like being, oh, damn, there's someone, there's a ghost, there's a monster. There's none of that. It's just like wood moving or a cat uh, upstairs or some some stuff like that. But our imagination is so fertile that we um, get mm-hmm. trapped by it most of the time. So just being smart about what you see, just try to do your own research and and not um, being mani- manipulated by by anyone. It's super, super hard. And most of the time we, we don't want to do that kind of work. But I think that that's important. If you think there's a break in, you're scared of it. From the from the view of the burglar, it's not that bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but I know. I, I get what you mean with that. Yeah. I, I- I, I also just like to say, like, just because I don't believe in ghosts doesn't mean I'm not afraid of I, them. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you can you can absolutely yeah. know that nothing of that can exist, but still being scared to, to death. Uh, I mean, have you already, uh, already tried the... Uh, What's the f- name of that game? Uh, Ouija? Oh, like the, the Ouija board, board with the yeah. all the letters and the arrows that you... No, uh, no. I, as, as, yeah. I t- as I tell my friends always, <laughs> I'm not superstitious. That brings bad luck. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have a chance, <laughs> if, if someone invites you to do it, uh, politely decline. You, you don't want to. Mm. 
get involved in that kind of shit. Oh, I'll do it, and I'm gonna hide some USB speakers inside the room and just play like well, scary noises, like doing the whole thing, like rattling. If you want to 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 play oh. a trick uh, onto your friends, yeah, please do. But if you are like, either you will be played or you will see or hear something natural or supernatural, fake or true. And that will mess up your your point of view, probably. So in that case, you really have to be like super smart and super realistic about a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh no, I fully I fully intend Please to do. fuck with that person. <laughs> something else, guys. Other than that, on the hmm? topic, something else. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting till you stop hitting your microphone. I was not. I was just. I was just rolling my chair back and forth. A, a lot of what we've talked about is to do with like YouTube or Instagram or media. It's all like published stuff, right? But I think um, mm. yeah. I think we all behave mm -hmm. differently in person around friends, in particular. So where you're perhaps um, yeah. maybe you don't want to show your mistakes or personal uh, bits and pieces online, you'd quite happily discuss it with friends. Where you where you screwed up stuff, or you wouldn't try and yeah, uh, I think that's a big difference. Twist their yeah. perspective yeah, to make you to make it look like you you did it all correct and didn't fuck anything up and I, i would maybe even argue that the best stories you tell amongst friends are the stories where you fuck up something yeah for entertainment value right yeah 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 Absolutely. so i think it's it's completely different yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly what you want to show yep. to strangers i mean i don't know does it apply if you're if you're sharing stuff with strangers online and you speak to strangers in person i think even then it's different because i i, I don't think i have a i'd have a problem sharing my faults with random people I just oh, absolutely yeah i don't care <laughs> but if i was i'm i'm i bring this up because i'm not so great at updating mm -hmm. online stuff i i have phases with instagram where i post something every day for three weeks and then not for three months but um i think yeah. it depends uh how much you value your opinion of the person you're talking to i mean if you don't care about the opinion of of total stranger you can talk about your life and all your flaws and all your failures and at the end of the day you will never meet them again so you you don't really care whereas your family as your family's opinion is very uh, dear to you so you want to you don't want to disappoint them by showing your flaws or, or cracks and 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 fails to i don't know i disagree to them. <laughs> so i i <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't specifically agree either because in France we have something called familiarity and, and familiarity is like being um, when you are with people that you trust and you love you are usually more relaxed and therefore you can more easily share your stories your failure your flaws your crack and, and what, what is the real you compared to the facade that you have with total stranger 
that you and and so you are acting acting like society requi- requires you to so you politely respectfully and and always with a smile and 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 everything is okay and you don't want to uh, offend anyone and so on and so on uh, that that's why when um Raz was uh, traveling uh, and visiting people I, I said uh, that it requires courage courage like strength like mental strength to go and to show yourself in a very different under a very different light compared to what you just publish online or, or what people see when you are just chatting uh, in a hangout or, or in a podcast as we are doing because you are spending your whole day with someone and therefore you are showing more and and some of, of the things that you are showing can be not that pleasant for your friend or the person you are visiting like i i don't think um many of the influencer or people very very successful on the on the internet would be that successful if they had the camera crew uh following them uh 24 hour a day and live streaming everything no but that's <clears throat> exactly no i completely agree but this gives them the power of like that we all have the same when rasmus would go over to the us because he is in control in what he shows the other person yes but you always if show you, more you are, when you are when you are meeting people compared to what you only show by publishing stuff on the screen Um, yeah. not necessarily though from from how you're acting like you can play that the world is absolutely fine and everything is great even if you're completely mess inside I know sure like absolutely. this is your if you're in the, if you're always the happy guy in the videos you can portray that to a certain extent like not maybe all the way but mm. to a certain extent if you try to choose that and I've met people personally where I thought like they always displayed like they were completely fine until they weren't like it was just too much for oh, yeah, them yeah yeah and it's been going on for years like this is that's going into the mental health section pretty deeply but um no this is like something we have control over over ourselves what we want to how we want to be perceived so to certain, a certain point you, i think yeah you you can't you can't act like a freaking millionaire or like the, you're superman when you're out mm. there because that's gonna but when it comes to your mood you can base pretty much do yeah. that like oh everything's fine everything is great you can play that card for a long time a guy on tiktok today was yeah. was saying a very short video i don't remember the name of the guy but the guy was saying 7 billion people on the planet mm-hmm. 14 billion faces just be careful who you are putting your trust into um the, the point of the guy was saying that we are all playing uh, a role when we are we are trying to show off something that we are smart that we are we are good at something that we are kind uh, and there is the real us japanese people are, have have a very um, um good term for that they have they've put word into that concept one is the tatemai what we build what you build in front of you that's the facade that you will show to the world and the honne what you really feel inside and those are completely different things and they are all both are necessary to live in society and i think it's all the same on on the socials you are showing whatever you want to show in order to be what you think is successful whereas it's uh, making money getting views getting like or likes or just doing what you want um but yeah it i guess it also kind of depends a little bit on sort of the scale of failing you do and how regularly yeah. you do it 
I mean, I I fuck up single products nearly every single day. But that's one in ten or one in twenty. Yeah, but would would you show them though? No. Like every single day, every touch, every time you you fail, would you go on on Instagram to say, "Hey, I fucked up a knife." Oh, no. he just just. No, uh, but my, maybe something I could do is keep a bucket of them and say, like, here's the failures of the month or the year yeah, or but something like that. Yeah, but in order that. to be like, to be interesting, you would have to show to also show next to it the bucket of the non-failure, the the ones that well, you are actually successful. Yes, but that's the regular that's the regular things I post about. Like I always tend only post really about or mostly only post about the projects that I've finished complete already yeah but people watching your Instagram has has no ideas of the numbers of both but then as a contrapoint see what I mean true but yes uh, and practically it wouldn't work for me because I keep selling things and sending them away this was the difference I was talking about like you wouldn't post that on your Instagram but you're telling us now because it's it's different. It it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's also the scale of it. Like this is me failing at making one in a batch of twenty. Say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not a big massive thing. It's just one in a group of many projects that I'm batching out. I hit it too many times in the wrong direction. I can't save it. It's trash, or it will just take me too long to save it. So it's not worth it. Yeah, but I've never seen you a post with where you go like, well, another one for the trash bin. Or trashy. I did post one a while back where okay. I got a nail stuck in the nail header and I completely burned it off and welded it shut in there. Okay. That, that's not supposed to happen. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so I absolutely destroyed and fucked up this thing I tried to make. I had to even make the whole new tool to make the thing that I need to make the nails. I mean, I destroyed all the parts that I needed. I, I did an oopsie, but it was so remarkable that you felt you had to post about yeah, it. Yeah, but it was... Tiny. It wasn't really interesting. It was just like, this is an absolute fail in every single way. <laughs> yeah. So um, would you really like not post that because because it's not entertaining? No, I posted about that because it was entertaining. Uh, I'm, okay. All right. Sorry. I'm talking about maybe the smaller ones where, you, you know, you said you screw up one in 20. Yeah. But right. Because that doesn't impact me. That's part of the game of doing production runs. It's like mm. you have a certain amount of failures. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I'm trying to get at why why you wouldn't post that, but you discuss it with. Among well, I people. do it now because I'm talking of the concept of all of them. One of it doesn't face me. It's nothing. It's it's my, my minuscule in the concept of what I'm doing. So it's not right. not even worth talking about unless I'm summing up the lot of them because then it's impactful. Is like trust. Now involved in your choice choice of talking about it or not talking about it no not i don't think so uh when it comes like when it comes to laminated forged knife blades uh failure rate on those for me is way higher than anything else because and i want that fail that that forge weld to be perfect all the way along yeah if it's a hint of a line that's fine i can bring that to market i can people can pick it up and look at it and they can see like oh this is not a big deal i can buy it if I were to ship that off to a customer and they inspect it and find a flaw in it, that would be a different matter. Yeah. So that's a gradient on failure. If the weld didn't stick at all and it's peeling apart, it's like, and I have a few of those and I kept them. I have a bucket of failed knives that I want to turn into a miniature iron throne. Oh, yeah. Please do. I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm keeping that. I just remembered even that I still keep all of those. <laughs> uh, and they are failed knives. 
absolutely failed in a spectacular ways. I think I even have one that See, almost peeled like a banana. And it's mm. even going to be a great YouTube video, making something out of failure. Y- yeah. You can uh, milk yeah, the uh, whole uh, thing to like <laughs> absolute exhaustion. <laughs> well, yeah. Also because it's not... It won't be clickbait at all. It, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's the Iron Throne. I would make. I would like to make one out of small knives instead of massive swords because mm. it, that would be fun just as a challenge of doing it and it's also because i would want to do that the proper way of forge welding all of the failed knives together so say like yeah i fail at making these knives but now look what i can do with the same technique but done proper yeah that's my thinking mm-hmm. sounds like something to focus on <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so before i ramble on too much <laughs> uh duncan do you want to start uh no okay i can start on sort of the whole perspective thing and talking about Bear grills and all that, I realized that there's one guy who is doing that exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Dirty jobs with micro. Yeah. And yes. I think there's a new season that came out this year, maybe it's six months ago now. But his whole philosophy is like he's down there, he's doing the dirty job and he has the absolute minimum amount of crew. And usually the crew are down in the sewer, down at the ship with him. And you have one guy with a camera on mic, you have one sounder guy, and then you have one guy in the back just filming everyone else in front of them. So that when shit really hits the fan, there is like this really broad picture of saying like, and here's what the camera guys are experiencing as well. Yep. Nice. Uh, And sometimes they put all of that in. But like, when it comes to one of the brilliant scenes, it's from a very older season, was when Micro was on a fishing boat and he was delivering this monologue perfectly. But you can sort of tell tell that during that little monologue, he was getting more and more queasy. And at the end of it, he just delivers the punchline, he turns over to the railing of the boat and he just pukes <laughs> on camera. And they, they had yeah. to keep that in because it was so perfect. But to sort of <laughs> solve the whole thing of like, and turning it into a failure and turning it into comedy, mm. they pixelated the puke coming out of his mouth. Yeah, and I found that to be just the perfect way of dealing with all of that. Cool. So, dirty jobs. Uh, I think it's on Discovery in the US or on the nearest Pirate Bay. Dan, he oh, was a guest before. Um, it's Gator. Oh, damn! Blackbeard's project. Uh, it was ah, the because, same. I had the same. Oh, <laughs> because of that, absolutely freaking. Uh, it's a fantasy challenge, and he made a knife, or it's oh, like yeah. a tri blade. Oh yes, like twisted. Yeah, yeah. First of all, absolutely beautiful um, how he made that, like forge welded, how he made the tool for it, for the uh, hydraulic press. And just, it's like three steps. It's like three videos in one. He makes the blade as a single part. He makes the um, guard as a single one, as cast bronze, um, and does beautiful work on it. And he does the handle and he puts it all together. And I remember it's like, all those parts are beautiful. They look kind of awkward all together. And then it's, the video is finished and you see him and it's like, well, this is my entry for the um, challenge, for like the fantasy challenge. I'm not particularly happy with the optics. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of get like, I think every single part is absolutely fantastic. I don't think the knife looks bad at all. It's just kind of like the awkward because the handle looks kind of like a samurai sword. The hilt mm-hmm. is, or the, and then you got the cover and everything and then the, the twisted blade. Uh, I still think it looks absolutely fine. Uh, it's just unfamiliar, like the view, like nothing like I've ever seen before. And this is, I think, also good from the perspective thing and the uh, whole with the, the mistake thing. 
he didn't call it a mistake, but he thought he was not happy with how it turned out. And yeah. but it still like was shown as a complete video, completely normal, everything, and just in like the last sentence, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not particularly happy with how it looks." I still think it's freaking awesome, especially how he made the single parts of it. The it's there must have been a crazy amount of work that got into it. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's something worth checking out. I'll see if I. It's Blackbeard's project. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I already found the link. You found the link, and Good. I'll be I'll be watching this right after we finish recording. I, I think it's uh, called Fantasy Blade, something like that. Twisted uh, Fantasy Blade. Currently, the title is Forbidden Japanese Tri Dagger. Yeah, Fantasy ah. Challenge. Fantasy Challenge. Okay. So mine was exactly the same <laughs> for the exact same <laughs> reasons <laughs> because yeah it, it uh, a crazy amount of work went into that that blade that garden that handle i agree with with jan the three parts put together uh is a little bit like the proportion are, are a bit weird like we are not used to see that kind of proportion when you uh, look at a, a Japanese knife or blade or whatever, uh, but mm-hmm. it's still a crazy amount of work. Very good video uh, and and nice uh, result. Uh, but as we are talking about uh, perspective and and since Jan uh, was quicker than I was, uh, I'm going to go for uh, the Watcher on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. it's a mini series of seven episodes. Uh, Is that the Stephen King thing? Uh, I have no idea. I, I discovered that yesterday evening and I finished it this morning. Um, it's about a family buying a house in the suburb of whatever city, uh, and, and, and they are starting to get letters. Uh, and it's, brilliantly made the the your perspective as a viewer of the show uh will uh, is very important uh, because what what you are shown and what you will see and what you won't see and what you understand and so you you'll be um yeah prepared to be surprised by by the show i th- i think it's a really good one uh, only seven episodes of one hour. I don't think there will be uh, a season two because it's like one story. Yeah, they call it a mini season. And yeah, and yeah. and I think it's really good. It's worth a watch. Uh, and and nothing is what you think it is. So perspective okay. in that case uh, is is very good. Um, is cool. it terribly scary or just interesting? No, no, it's just, it's not. It, no, no, it's not scary. It's 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 about people getting scared, but it's not scary. So you will it's not horror or whatever the type of you will not jump out of your chair or couch watching it. It's just very interesting how you can play with people's fear by by suggesting idea and them having a certain point of view on, on something. Um, so yeah, very very interesting show. The Watcher on Netflix. Cool. I might be able to watch that. Thing. Please do. Duncan? I guess it's my turn then. That, yep. And I've got one that I haven't just totally only just thought of. <laughs> um, uh, it's quite relevant, actually. Um, mm-hmm. There's an Instagram account called um, Pratt Ceramics. And the guy's name is Chris. And I've been following them for probably just over a year. And first started following because he's built a... Um, mm-hmm. CNC machine that I want to build um, but it's 
he's moved on into um he's now casting ceramics Ooh. Oh. okay um in cnc uh built Ooh. molds mm-hmm. on a 3d printed jig <laughs> with arduino electronics that control it and it's just like all my favorite things in one place are um, they at the end laser engraved or something not quite no that's the not only yet. thing missing oh, damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um he's trying to make perfect a um insula- uh, insulated mug made with clay slip so he's trying to cast it this mug with a, a double wall mm-hmm. oh. with a hollow inside right Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's been posting all the progress and all the failures along the way. And how how I've been watching the last couple of weeks, he's been trying, he's been adjusting how much slip he puts in and then tries it again and then tweaks another thing and then tries it again and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And now he's going back like 10 steps because he's remaking uh, all the molds again. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah. And he- that is interesting, right? And then that's that's failure yeah. presented in a interesting way because it's like progress rather than oh yeah it's just like it's like iteration t- taken along the way while he's doing it showing everything that's that, that's interesting it's a nice yeah. concept of it yeah anyway it's a really interesting account nice. what's his name again Chris Pratt like the and it's actor? Pratt Ceramics okay. yeah uh, I think you'll have to send me a link for that because I'm not maybe able to search for it it's Pratt Ceramics on Instagram aha Pratt Ceramics okay aha ha, ha. Ooh. Oh, that's cool and he likes the color purple yes he does wow yeah I have to give this a little bit of a bench because that's a fascinating thing does he work with Festo pressure valves or is that SMC yeah I've never seen anything like that before not that I'm big on following ceramics things but that's nah, interesting it's, it's all mud <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Duncan, for joining us today. It was fun to have you on. It's Uh, been fun. Hope you had fun as well. Yes, very much so. And if people want to find you, where can they do some bit of stalking? Uh, I am Little Hobby Shop, kind of everywhere. So, at Little Hobby Shop on Instagram, littlehobbyshop.co.uk, Little Hobby Shop on Twitter. And TikTok. Little Hobby Shop on TikTok. (laughs) It actually took me a a, a good while till I actually met you in person until I realized how funny Little Hobby Shop yeah. is the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave that joke. I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it at that point. Like, <laughs> love to keep it awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan's referring to me being quite tall. Yeah. And yeah, if you want to find the rest of us, you can do that collectively at two thirds focused or you can find me privately at Rasmus Lewin and lewinsmed.no and you can find me at redsmith or the redsmith everywhere on the internet or more specifically at theredsmith.com and you can find me at nerdinventor.com where there are links to all my socials excellent thank you Duncan thank you Duncan thank you thank you thank you and thank you for listening have a good week bye